is the best version of you is always outside of your comfort zone. Yes. Like if you are not pushing your comfort zones, what are you doing? Like you need to be pushing up and out of it because that is where everything is. It's just on the other side of it. Like literally the best version yes. of you is on the other side of that fear. And fear is all that's keeping you in your comfort zone. So go there, like literally go there. Welcome back to the Strong Babe Collective podcast, where we are here to chat all the tools, tricks, and tangible steps that will help you call in the freedom, impact, and abundance you are here for. My name is Taylor Ray. I'm a coach, course creator, and your host, and I'm here to help you blend strategy with spirituality so that you can step into your power fully. Every week, you'll hear from me and our incredible guests on the show, so let's dive right into today's episode. Am I excited about this episode? I don't know if you know this, but one of my favorite things is to share interviews with you babes that I have been on. So not where I'm the interviewer, but where I am the interviewee. And that is exactly what I'm sharing on today's episode, where I was blessed enough to be featured on my girl Amber Romaniak's podcast, the No Sugar Coating Podcast. It was an absolutely incredible interview. I love talking to Amber. We actually have an episode that we've done here on the Strong Babe Collective podcast together, episode 76, if you want to check that one out after this one. But honestly, Amber and I just connected so, so well, and we decided to take it full circle, and I went and did an interview over on her show. I love the interview so much, and there are just so many key takeaways inside of that episode. So of course, I wanted to make sure that you didn't miss it, because something magical happens when I get asked the questions. When I'm on the other end of the interview, it just brings about a whole other energy. And what I love is that it brings about questions that I might not necessarily think of myself and the downloads that come through as a result are incredible. So that's what I'm sharing on today's episode with you. I'm so excited to dive in and share all of this. We talk about so much in this episode, including how to tap into your intuition, what it's like to really raise your vibrational energy, how to honor a self-care ritual and what that could actually look like for you, as well as the benefits of stepping outside of your comfort zone and so much more. I'm so excited to dive into all of this with you. And of course, as you are listening, screenshot your favorite part and share it in your IG stories. Tag me at Taylor A. Peters so I see it and can connect with you further and send you a little bit of high vibe love over in the DMs. Before we get into it, I wanted to remind you, just in case you've been hiding under a rock and have missed the announcement over the last couple of days, my five-day manifestation course, Aligned and Abundant, is currently open and on sale. There are 24 hours left to get your hands on this little baby. And if you have been wanting to take everything to the next level, if you've been loving what you've been learning on the podcast and you want to really step into it, step up and into that abundant version of you, learn how to really kick things up a notch and connect with the law of attraction, learn how to really shift your energy so that you can start to call in your desires, learn how to rewrite your reality, learn how to let go of ego and limiting beliefs and all that other good stuff. Then this five-day manifestation course is for you. It is the perfect next step. I'm so excited to open this up. Normally it's $88, but I have it on sale at the moment and you can get started for just $47. That's it. There's nothing else after that. I wanted to make it as easy as possible for you to be able to enroll. And that's why I've opened it up and popped this nice little discount on top for you. Just use the code abundancebaby at checkout. And that is it. You'll be able to dive right in and start to unlock all of that high vibe goodness that is waiting for you inside of Aligned and Abundance. So I'll link that one in the show notes for you below. 
but if you want to type it out, it's strongbabecollective.com forward slash aligned dash and dash abundant. And again, I'll pop that one in the show notes so you can go and click on there, go and dive in, use the discount code abundance, baby, get it at the discounted price and then get excited because honestly, the transformations that happen inside of this course are fire. They're literally everything. My girls have already gone through it, have literally just up leveled in so many ways. And I'm so excited for you to be next. so can relate to you. And I also know that there may be people listening right now that are all of a sudden feeling resistance. Like, well, what do you mean just surrender and trust? Like, what does that even mean? And how do you even start to do that? Especially say for someone who's struggling with their weight and emotional eating, and perhaps their like business is tanking or again, like I know for me, I witness a lot of females in health and wellness and they almost feel this fraud guilt syndrome because they're trying to like have this business and they're putting, they have no work-life balance. They're unwell. They're not happy with their bodies. They're self-sabotaging yet. They're trying to like have this health-based business. So it's like, how do you, you know, learn how to surrender and trust more if you are feeling like you're struggling and there's all these things that aren't going your way? Yeah. I think that that's such a good question. And it's so important because I feel like a lot of people, especially in the, and the business that I had prior to this was in health and fitness. Like okay. I was, I'm a certified personal trainer, yeah. like prior to this. So it was yeah. a boot camp based business. So I really feel your girls <laughs> who are yeah. listening and maybe feel like that because that was me. Like I ran a full-time boot camp business. I was running like 30 to 40 classes a week on my wow. own. I was also obviously doing all the back end things that come with a business, dealing with payment things, setting up, you know, all the all the things that you've got to do that come with a business. And then I was like, oh, why not? Let, let's just branch online. Like this will be fun. Like just literally throw that into the mix. So I was kind of doing everything and trying to put on this picture of health and wellness, and as well was like maybe I should just compete in powerlifting comp. Like that's a good idea. At the same time, it's going through all this, so you can understand why I literally burnt out because yeah. I was just all the things. And yeah, I, I really understand the pressure that can come with it because you are health and wellness. Like if that's what your business is, you want to be this space of health and wellness while also doing all the things which can ultimately take a massive toll, which, you know, first to say that that's obviously what happened to me. Yeah. And I had to kind of like, you know, eat humble pie in that sense. Like I've had to put on such a brave face for so long. My clients knew that I was crumbling. I was very close to a lot of my girls. They'd been, I'd been with them for ages, like years. And those that I'd been with for a really long time, they could see it. I remember once I rocked up to a boot camp and was like getting everything out of the car, like pulling it all out of the car. And was like, okay, here we go, girls, like trying to be my normal high vibe self. Mm. And I just started crying, mm. like literally just started crying, like had a full breakdown. My girls like, oh my God, like, are you all right? Like, and they packed my stuff back into my car and said, go home and have sleep. Like you are so tired. Like this is ridiculous. We can do without a 45 minute class, go and look after yourself. Like stop trying to be everything for everyone else and realize you need to look after yourself. Like, isn't my clients telling me that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And normally that would be my job. Um, so yeah, I really understand the pressure that can come with that. But I think what you need to realize is like, 
almost exactly what my girl said, like, you need to look after you because if you're not looking after you, how can you show up for those that need you? Like, this is something I talk to a lot about my clients about now is that like you, your most important relationship is between you and you. And if you're not honoring that, if you're not looking after that, you can't expect to show up as the best version of you for every single person that's counting on you. Yeah. And so you really need to honor that because it's a disservice to them and to you if you're not looking after that. And so that's where that element of surrender comes in. And deep down, you know, like deep down, you know, if you're putting on a facade and you're trying to put on a brave face and you're worried about taking a break or taking a step back or prioritizing yourself because what will people think? Or maybe my business won't do well or X, Y, Z, like any sort of reason that comes up. But what you've got to realize is all those justifications for why you shouldn't be looking after yourself is coming from a place of ego and a place of fear. And it's up to you to let go of that and actually release it so that you can come into alignment so that you can do the things that you need to do so that you show up as that next level version of you, which is going to be better for everyone. But Mm -hmm. that takes being honest with yourself. And that's like, you know, in your gut, like that gut feeling, like that is your intuition. So start to listen to that and realize like, okay, it's coming up for a reason. Be honest with yourself and then honor what it is that you're feeling called to. Maybe it's taking a break. Maybe it's taking a step back. Maybe it's letting go of, you know, one too many services that you kind of overextended yourself into offering. Like you've got to be honest with yourself and then take those steps and recognize that when you do that, you are going to shift your vibrational level. You're going to raise your vibrational level and you're going to come into alignment more with what it is that you want, which ultimately will allow it to flow even better. I've seen this time and time for myself and my clients. Like when you allow it to be easier, it flows easier. Like when you literally look after yourself, people want to buy more. They want to work with you more. Like it's incredible how it always happens. But yeah, it's honestly like when you start to look after yourself, like you'll realize like things are easier than you're choosing to make them. A hundred percent. And I love that you talk about that. Like you're, you become a magnet and you also manifest and, and or attract things more easily, whether it's abundance, more success in your business, a promotion in your career, a loving relationship that's in alignment, like whatever it is, it's so much easier when we're trusting and surrendering versus forcing, trying to control, right? We're exhausted. Um, then you end up attracting all sorts of things that just are not in alignment. So you mentioned vibration and what vibration you may be in and how that may dictate what you're manifesting. So for my listeners, some of you may know what she's talking about and some may not. So I just want you to share with me a little bit more about what vibration is when it comes to the body and our energy. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Such a good question. And I often just like fly off the radar. (laughs) And then people are like, wait, can you just define that? Like, what are we talking about? And basically in a nutshell, what we want to understand is that everything is energy. Like absolutely everything is energy and everything is vibrating at a particular frequency. So there's like the high vibrational things and there's the low vibrational things. And when I'm, when I'm talking about raising your vibration and raising your vibrational level, basically where we are vibrating, it plays into effect with your emotions. So like a low vibrational level would be like anger, sadness, guilt, jealousy, all those sorts of things. It's a really low vibrational frequency. But then when we raise our vibration, we come into those beautiful states of like bliss, ease, flow, happiness, joy, love. Like love is like right up there, like that beautiful space. And we all know those two feelings. Like you know how different you feel when you're operating in that beautiful state of bliss, love, joy, as opposed to that state of fear, um, sadness, guilt. Like they're all very, very low vibe sort of places to be. And so 
basically when you raise your vibration, the things that you want, like they're all operating at a very high vibrational level. So when we raise our vibes to be more in that beautiful, blissful state, and there's so many ways we can do this and I can chat about that if you want, but that's how you call in what it is that you want. Like you manifest it faster because you become a vibrational match for it because like energy attracts like energy. So the energy that you put out is the energy that you attract. So, you know, if we're talking about abundance, you know, financial abundance, manifesting money, um, essentially, you know, you need to be a vibrational match for that abundance. So you don't want to be coming from a place of, oh my gosh, I wish I had more money. Um, I wish I didn't have so much debt because what we're focusing on is debt is we're focusing on lack. We're focusing on scarcity. So if we're calling in money, then what we want to do is sit in the energy of like, I've already got money. I'm already so abundant. I'm so grateful for all the ways that money flows through me. This is just one example, but you want to become a vibrational match for it. So basically you feel into the energy of the thing that you ultimately desire, like what it is that you are calling in and you become a vibrational match by basically become it because we manifest what we are. That's totally. the, I see it so much where people are like, oh, I want this thing. Or I wish for this thing. And it's like, you want a wish, like you're affirming that you don't have it. So mm-hmm. you need to step into it as though it's already yours. You yes. need to feel into it because you're going to manifest more of what you are. So feel into that energy first. Yes, I absolutely love that. And that's an amazing explanation. And so for people who are recognizing, wow, yeah, when I'm in that low vibration, I'm feeling the frustration, anger, jealousy, sadness, and I'm, I feel tired. And then I notice when I'm happy and I'm feeling the joy, like you do feel like physically more energy. You feel lighter. It's like, you know, when people say they walk into a room and they can feel the energy of the room, if it's like a good vibe energy, all of a sudden, if it's like, the energy just drained out of me because it's like so negative in here. Like all of that is part of as well, your intuition and like feeling. And so if you're kind of going, do I have an intuition? I don't know if I have an intuition. I really believe we all do. And I'm sure you can agree with me and the energy and the vibration is part of that. And the more in tune you become, the easier that, that gets. So how do you, or what are some of your easy recommendations for raising vibration to help manifest what you want, whether it's abundance, health, love, Yeah, definitely. And I will just add, um, I think that that's a really good point that you said about obviously like your intuition, like everybody's got it. Like, like hear us when we say this, like everybody has an intuition. Everybody's got that inner voice. So I, I know if you're listening to this right now and you're like, yeah, not me. Like, I just don't have that. It's like, yes, you do. Like I used to be that person too. Like I understand, (laughs) but I promise you it is there and you will have felt it at some point in your life. It would have come up at some point. Maybe your mom said to you like, oh, you know, listen to your gut. And it's like, no, that's it. Like that's that right. (laughs) And it's, it's something, um, I've recently read a book that's phenomenal. Um, it's called conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh. And it's not religious based at all. It's such a phenomenal book, but what they talk about is the sponsoring thought. And that first thought that comes up for you, it's either going to be from a place of like fear or a place of love. But what we need to realize, we need to start listening to that sponsoring thought a lot more. Mm -hmm. first thought comes up for you a lot of the time it's it is the answer that you want but then straight away ego comes in and undermines like oh that's not it like this all the reasons that that's probably wrong but it's like that thing that thing that you first heard that was your intuition so I just want to add that in because I think that a lot of the time people go oh that sounds really nice to like listen to your intuition but how the heck do you even find it and it's like Mm -hmm. no you've got it you've just not been listening for a really long time and this comes from you know, we live in a society that is very, um, externally validated. And so we're always turning to other people. What do you think? What do you think I should do? What's your suggestion? Do you guys like this? Like, where it's like, you know, internally what you actually want, what it is that you want your life to look like, you know, what choices you want to make. But a lot of the time we've squashed that voice down for so long that it just literally gets ignored and you've literally muted it. So it's just about turning the volume back up. 
But in terms of raising your vibrations, my answer to that literally is what do you enjoy? Mm. Like what is fun to you? Because whatever is fun to you, that's what you need to be doing. There's no right or wrong when it comes to how to raise your vibrations. And I teach a course called Desire to Manifest. Um, and inside of it, like literally one of the modules that I teach is all about the importance of prioritizing play mm. because yes. the course is all about learning how to unlock your manifestation power and everybody gets in and they go, okay, well, what exactly do I need to do? And it's, it's all about like, you know, there's so many tangible steps, of course, but like half, it's, it's more than halfway through the course that they get to this and they all go, Oh my gosh, like I didn't even realize that like, I wasn't making time for fun. Like I was just trying to do all the things and make sure I was ticking all the boxes. And I'm like, yeah, that's why it's in there because as adults as well, you know, it's very easy for us to just go, Oh, you know, leave that for later. That's not important. Like let's just keep, you know, working on the goals, taking action, doing all the things. And that's all very important, but you need to enjoy the process. Like you literally need to enjoy your life, like your life is made up of millions and billions of present moments. And in the present moment, are you having fun or are you not? Like, and that's what you need to ask yourself. And if the answer is no, I'm not, it's like, well, where can you start to bring elements of fun back in? Mm-hmm. Where can you start to actually enjoy your life again? Because sometimes like for a lot of us, like we didn't realize we've just not let ourselves enjoy it for a really long time. Like we've just yeah. been so focused on where we're going or maybe focused on what we don't have mm-hmm. and, you know, comparing and wishing for things to be different and all these sorts of things. Yeah. And it's like, no, like, how can you bring back in that fun, that joy, that ease? Like, do you like painting? Do you like going for a walk with your dog? Do you like going to the movies? Do you like going to hula classes? Like, it doesn't matter. But you've got to find what is fun for you and you've got to bring that back in because that is going to be the fastest way to raise your vibrational level because when you have fun obviously like you go from that state of like anger, sadness, all those sorts of things, like whoops, straight up, like to that place of like fun, flow, ease, bliss. This is yes, great. And yeah. we all know that feeling because we've all done it. Like, you know, maybe you're inside in an office all day and you're like, oh, this is shit. Like mm. this feels so crap. But then I don't know, you go for an afternoon jog and you're like, oh, life is so good. Like yes. it feels and that's literally what it is. And it's just about being conscious of bringing that in more and more in the present moment in as much as possible. That you can do. Beautiful. I love that. And I, lo- I think, you know, people do get so caught up in their business or their career or like, well, I'm a mother. I'm a, I'm, I'm, I have all these responsibilities. Like I don't have time to have fun. And I think, you know, that brings me to the next thing that I really want to explore with you, which is like, you know, how does you know, making yourself a priority, not only support your vibration, but support like building your self-worth and self-love. Because I think, you know, from what I see with my clients and, and the people that I talk to, there's so many responsibilities. There's so many things that they're dealing with and therefore they need an outlet like emotional eating or, you know, shopping and spending money or, you know, Netflix binges to suppress and have a break from life because their schedule is so overbooked, it makes them want to cry. But, but the cost is they don't like their body. They don't like their weight. They're struggling with all sorts of like health issues. And then they're in that negative headspace more often than not. And that then affects the vibration and it affects your health. So to just go back to the question, since I've rambled on, you know, why is it important for, you know, people to make their self-care a priority to support vibration and their, their self-worth and self-love? Yeah, no, such a good question. And it is something that I focus on a lot with my clients is like, literally, I think a thing, something that gets like forgotten a lot is 
people focus so much on being in alignment with what they're calling in and then, you know, being in alignment with their goals are, what they're manifesting, that they forget to be in alignment with themselves. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have that alignment with yourself first, like how can you expect to step into that next level version of you if you're not in alignment with the version of you that you are right now? Um, You can't, like you actually can't. And you can push and you can try, but you're going to be met with so much resistance. And you might step into that next level in some areas of your life, but you're still going to feel that resistance. It's still going to feel difficult or you might go ahead and step into like the promotion or the next level of business success or, you know, something in a relationship, something like that. But there's going to be part of you that doesn't feel like it's in alignment because you came from that place of lack within yourself originally and you're going to keep carrying that through. And that's where doing the internal work is so important. Like that's where really making the time to get to know who you really are at the root of everything is literally so crucial. Something that I was really transformational for me that I did was around mirror work. So, um, again, I was someone that was like, you know, very driven by what I was putting out into the world and what I was achieving without actually looking at like, okay, well, am I happy? Like, what the heck am I doing? Like, who am I? Like, is this really what I want to be doing? Um, you know, and again, like I understand, like I can be someone too, like even now, like, don't get me wrong. Like, it's so easy for me to say all this, but please know, like, I'm still on a beautiful journey and I'm always learning and I still have moments of ego. Like, um, we just went through a big launch for one of our programs and, you know, like it's very easy to be like, oh no, no, I've just got to keep working. I've just got to keep going. And there was a day, a couple of days there where I did definitely do more than I, you know, probably should have been doing. And it was kind of like, okay, well, I really need to like take a break and look after me. And, you know, something as simple as getting outside and going for a bike ride down to the beach and having a coffee by the beach. Like I was like a new woman, (laughs) like literally a different person. But again, very easy to slip back into that. Like, I don't need to prioritize me. It's fine. I need to keep going. I need to work towards those goals it doesn't serve you. Like it literally doesn't serve you. And it's so funny because, and this is going on a little bit of a tangent, but like, you know, you push and you force and you try and you try and you try and then you go and do the fun thing and you raise your vibes and you'll have a client's time. Literally happened to me every time that I went and took a break or did something fun. Like um, went outside, went, we went to the driving range and just hit coffee. Every time I would get a new person enrolled in my course. And it was like, okay, like, all right. I love it like I surrender like sure and my mantra just literally became like when I have fun money flows to me easily like literally I just kept saying it to myself over and over again so powerful but it brings me back to like you've got to honor yourself like you've got to be doing things that looks after you and like I said before like for me originally that started with doing things like mirror work and getting honest with myself and looking at myself in the mirror and having that conversation because this is the other thing you know you don't want to be like running off and doing all the activities like trying to have fun but if your relationship with you deep down is like you know one of resentment and yeah. not appreciating who you are and not loving your body and all those sorts of things like there's only so much that you can do to cover that up before it's going to get to be too much and one of the things that I had to do was that mirror work especially after coming out of you know a breakdown where I just felt basically worthless was like I had to look at myself in the mirror in my eyes like literally look at myself in my eyes which sounds like nothing but try it like literally give it a go and it's so freaking powerful because I would look at myself in the eyes and go Taylor like I love you like Taylor you are beautiful and I bawled my eyes out like it's it gives me like shivers even to think about it now and I've done so much work around it and I can easily say it myself now and mean every single word but I said it in the beginning and it felt like a lie like I literally would say it and be like well, that's not even true. like but I had to move through that and 
it brought a lot of emotions up because you realize, oh my gosh, for so long, I've basically just been neglecting myself and giving my energy to everything and everyone else but me. And you need to heal that relationship first because that's what's going to bring you into that alignment so that you can step into that next level. And again, that's where things get easier. It's all about allowing it to be easy, but it comes from the internal chips and stuff. Yes, exactly. And I think it is so important to do the external work. And I wish it was taught in school to like, you know, this is something so valuable to build self-love and self self-worth. And like, it's safe to get uncomfortable. You know, we all have the courage to get uncomfortable and do that inner work to build peace with ourselves, to build our worth and self-love so that again, we're not fighting with our bodies and, you know, dieting and doing all these extreme things and saying all these negative things to ourselves, which I really think then has a negative impact on our physical state of health, let alone your spiritual health and your mental, emotional health. Because, you know, a lot of the women that I work with, they end up with like hormone imbalances, digestive issues, lots of inflammation, again, the fight with weight. And, and I was the same. And I had it so ingrained in my brain that like, oh, once I hit this number, like life and everything's going to be perfect. And the irony was when I hit that, I was so miserable and I was picking myself apart even more and life wasn't perfect. So I think the more we can be open to going inside and doing the inner work, we fill that void that a diet or weight loss cannot Mm. fill or even any amount of money or success, because you see a lot of successful people who are still very unhappy because they're pushing the limit. They're hustling hard. They're overachieving. And that still comes from that insecurity of I'm not enough. So therefore this isn't enough yet. And they keep pushing. But then again, at some point it costs you your health on some level, right? It's not just, you know, you can't just go, go, go and expect your body to keep up. And I know you have had the experience of that. And so have I, and many of the listeners. So I'm very appreciative that you've shared what you did, because I think a lot of women who are listening are so going to relate to what you shared in the beginning with your story and, you know, the importance of honoring yourself. Like it's safe to be selfish. It's safe to honor yourself. So for the women who are women, I really want to take care of myself, but I start to feel guilty. I start to feel the guilt come on. And then I just go and do another load of laundry. I just go and, you know, take care of something for the kids. Like how can they navigate that guilt that may block them from wanting to honor themselves? Oh, I love this question. And <laughs> I love it because I'm first to say that I grew up in, you know, a relationship with my dad and, you know, growing up as a, like as a kid where like guilt was like the predominant, mm. like I grew yeah. up like that. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, I can laugh about it now, but like, that was difficult. Like yeah. that was really difficult again, happened for me, not to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I can see why, you know, I learned so much from that now with where I'm at, but like growing up, that was a very difficult thing. And my mom as well, same relationship with my dad where like, it was all her fault, like very, you know, under the thumb, kind of thing and she like honestly it's still now still associates with that energy of guilt about everything and you know obviously for me like I made the realization at a point in my life where I was like oh it's not funny it's more like I definitely need to move through this but like I carried a lot of that energy with me for a long time until I recognized like holy shit I feel guilty about everything mm-hmm. and even my partner James when we've been together for five years but when we first got together he was like can you stop saying sorry for everything? And I think it all the time. Like, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry for this. Sorry for that. Sorry, I'm late. Yeah. Sorry, I got in the way. Sorry. Like, mm-hmm. and it was always like that. What do you want to do? Like, it was mm-hmm. never like what I wanted. Like, yeah. not his fault at all. He'd always be like, no, what do you want? Like, but I wouldn't think that I was even 
worthy of saying that because that's how I grew up. Like my opinion was just invalid. Like, and if you know, if I wanted something, it was like, well, that's sorry. Like that's got nothing to do with you. Like my choice kind of thing. Um, and so that was how I was raised and, you know, coming out the other side of that, the reason that I love this question is because my answer to it is guilt is a choice. Mm. Like, and that's what we all need to realize. This is probably the hardest thing to hear, but like if your life isn't how you want it to be, or you feel sad all the time, or you feel guilty, you've got a guilty conscience all the time, you've chosen that. Mm. Like that is literally a choice. And I say that to you whilst, you know, <laughs> you know, imagining giving you a hug, like literally I say it with so much love. And I know that it's hard to hear because I had to face it myself. You have to take ownership of the things that are holding you back or you will never ever yes. move through them. It is so important that you take that ownership because otherwise you are giving your power away. Mm-hmm. You are giving your power away to other circumstances, to other people. And until you take ownership and go, okay, me feeling guilty is my choice. And I don't choose to feel like that anymore. Until you get to that point of taking that ownership, you won't be able to move through it. So I, I know that this will be reaching the people that need to hear it and you need to take ownership of the fact that like, okay, I feel guilty right now. Do I choose this? Or does this serve me? Do I want to feel like this? No, I don't. Of course you don't. So mm-hmm. make the decision to release it. Like literally make the decision to let go of it. Does it mean that that's going to be easy? No, of course it's still going to feel hard. Of course yeah. your immediate reaction is still going to be guilt, especially, you know, if you're 20, 30, 40, 50, and you've gone through life feeling guilty all the time, of course your immediate reaction is going to be one of guilt, but it's up to you to take ownership of it. And every time that feeling of guilt comes up, you've got to undo it. You've got to go, okay, wait, no, no, no. I'm feeling guilty. Why am I feeling like this? Does this serve me? Is there even a reason for it? No. So how can I let it go and how can I replace it? And what I will also say to this, because I've seen this obviously personally in my life with my mom, with friends, everything, they will affirm it. I'm a guilty person. Mm-hmm. I'm a guilty person. I just suffer from it. No, you don't. Yeah. Like you suffer from guilt because you choose it. And saying mm-hmm. I am a guilty person, saying, oh, I always feel bad, you are affirming that truth for yourself. Mm-hmm. And you have to choose to let go of it. So check your language. Yeah. Like literally change language. Just brings us back to this whole thing about energy. I teach something called the TFD model. And it's your thoughts become your feelings, become your vibration, yes. which becomes the energy that you put out. So everything starts with your thoughts. And so literally like don't think like, okay, I need to energetically shift. Like, don't worry about that. Like literally change what you're thinking, change Mm -hmm. your pattern. And that is going to shift everything on a subconscious level, which is going to have the flow on effect into your energy. But all I want you to worry about and think about is your thoughts. Like be aware of what's going on in there and take control. Cause a lot of the time, like people aren't even aware of what they're thinking. And it's like, not your thoughts. Like you have the ability as to whether or not you give fuel to them, you give fire to them Mm -hmm. or you go, no, not today. So if a thought comes in and it doesn't serve you, it's up to you to go, no, not today. And to actually let it go and to redefine what you're thinking. Yes. Yes. I love that. And I absolutely love, you know, it's so important for us to take time to become aware of our thoughts and to recognize the thoughts that don't serve us. And then to use our, you know, continual, consistent self-care rituals to help us work through that stuff as well. Like I'm a huge fan of EFT tapping. I'm a huge fan of meditation, journaling. Um, I do body talk on a regular basis. I get energy work because I really feel like, yeah, you know, there's certain things that I can deal with on my own, but sometimes then I also need that, you know, support. And that's why I was encouraged in my podcast. Like if this is resonating and you've been struggling 
get support in whatever, you know, from whomever you feel you need it from, because you also never know what you could be hanging on to. That's not yours. Or if you believe in past lives from past life or, you know, whatever that is. And so it's, it's usually not just all our stuff that we're feeling. And that's like a whole other conversation, but I think it's so important to first get into that consistent self-care routine so that you can learn how to connect with yourself and become aware of your thoughts and do something about it. And so what's popping up next is, you know, Cause I even went through this stint of like, well, okay, I'm having a really great like time manifesting everything I want. It's all flowing to me. And then my ego pipes in and goes, Oh my God, well, I have to just stay in this high vibration and it can't ever drop because if it does, then I'm not going to manifest what I want. And so it's all of a sudden there's this all or nothing with like, I have to stay in the perfect vibration, which isn't realistic because we're human and we're going to have ebbs and flows and ups and downs with our emotions. And that's normal. That's healthy. So for those who are listening who may already have had an experience with this or maybe going, okay, well, how do I just always be happy? Like what's the happy medium with, you know, like, you know, navigating your mood and your vibration to know that it's okay to feel whatever you're feeling, but that there is an opportunity to shift it. Definitely. Definitely. I'm massive on this and it's the thing I get asked about so much. And so I'm really glad that you asked this question because like, that pressure is what happens next. So like, okay, cool. Like you've, you've gone through and you're like, okay, cool. Like I'm aware, like now I have, you know, control over my thoughts and okay, I can manifest and all right energy. And then you're like, okay, this is going well. And then the next step is like, oh shit. Like, well, what if I fall off this high vibe buzz? Like, how am I supposed to navigate that? Like, oh my gosh, if I'm in a low vibe place, like I'm going to call in things that I don't want. Like Taylor said, you need to be a high vibrational man. (laughs) Mm. horrible pressure comes in. And I just really want to highlight, like you are human. And part of being human is the fact that you have ego, like, and I don't mean ego, like a big head. I mean, ego, (laughs) like you have the version of you that's in alignment and you have like the egoic mind. So it's your mind. That's literally like undermining everything that will come up for you and things like that. And so you have, you're going to have limiting beliefs. You're going to have fear. You're going to have ego and that's fine. And it's about letting go of the pressure that you might be putting on yourself to constantly be in this high vibe state because basically it's, you know, it's like a paradox kind of, cause you're like, okay, I need to be high vibe. So the pressure that you put on yourself to be high vibe makes you low vibe because then you're worrying and you're stressed and you're concerned about it. And Oh my God, now you're like suddenly in a low vibe place. And it's like, <laughs> how did we get here? And it's like, mm-hmm. no, like just take a big deep breath and literally release it. Mm-hmm. Um, I teach something called the three R's. So like it's recognize, um, replace and release. So basically what I get my girls to do is like, if you find that you're in a low vibe state, you have the choice as to like whether or not, again, you choose to, you choose that state or you go, okay, no, I'm going to use my three R's. And in a nutshell, what they are is you recognize it. So you go, okay, well, this is a low vibe feeling. That's cool. Like it's fine. It's here. It doesn't mean that it necessarily drives my life, but it pops up for a sec. Do I want to stay here? Or do I want to shift? Right. And then if you go as well, I want to shift. You go, okay, great. Well, I've recognized it. So I replace it. Okay. Instead of feeling guilty, what can I shift into? Well, gratitude's a good one. So let's go there. Instead of feeling guilty about something, what can I be grateful for in this moment? Maybe what lesson can I learn from it? You know, if the guilt's around something that you've done, what can you find in what you've done that you can be grateful for? Like anything like that. And then release it because obviously, you know, you've it. So you're like, okay, I don't need to hold on to this anymore, but it goes tricky and it can be like, okay, yeah, cool. Well, you feel better, but, and then you go, no, 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 not today. We've yeah. replaced it. I don't need to hold on to this. I'm letting go of everything else. I'm going to know the universe has got me. And I literally just let go of everything else. So recognize, replace, release. And I use it all the time. Like I use it all the time in my life. 
to just let go of things that don't serve me. And that's the thing. Like, you've got to recognize there's going to be moments and it's fine. Um, and just let it go. Like it's up to you whether you hold on to it or release it. So, yeah, I agree. And I think the ego, you know, when we've hung on to limiting beliefs for a long time or those negative emotions, it becomes our comfort zone. And there's this part of us that experiences pleasure in this weird way. And we thrive off of being in that space. And I think one thing that a lot of people are scared of is getting uncomfortable, stepping out of that comfort zone, like, right. And it's like, oh my gosh, like I really want to, but I'm too scared and I don't want to get uncomfortable. So how can, you know, people use like mindset, positive self-talk and even their self-care rituals to help them just slowly ease out of the comfort zone and step into the discomfort to deal with this stuff? Yeah. Such a good question. It literally brings me back to that book again. It's honestly, I recommend that book (laughs) so much (laughs) conversations with God. Um, but what something that I learned through that book was that like, basically like, you know, in this lifetime, having a human experience, like Mm -hmm. it is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm -hmm. So like you are having the experience again that you choose. So if you are someone that is, you know, saying, um, you know, I'm, I'm always late or I'm so highly strung or I'm someone that Mm -hmm. just is under so much pressure all the time, like, of course you are, because that's what you chose and you yeah. chose to have that experience. So it's, again, it's, it's really about taking ownership for that. Like, you know, is that where you want to be or do you want to shift? And then when it comes to shifting, like you said, then it's like, okay, well, you know, you can say, oh, you know, I always struggle with money or I'm, I'm always so tired. I'm under so much pressure at work. And it's like, yeah, you are, but like, that's kind of what you chose. And that's cool to you because that's become part of your identity. That's literally how you show up. That's part of your identity to other people. It's part of the story that you tell others, you'll find that it comes up a lot without even necessarily meaning for it to, but it just becomes part of conversations. It's yeah. part of your identity. And so that is a comfort zone, even if it was difficult because it might not be what you want, but it's become comfortable to you and it's safe to be there. So to shift out of it, this is sometimes one of the biggest things I see is fear of success. People yeah. aren't where they can be. And so they want to step out of it and they know that they can, and they know that they're capable of it. Mm-hmm. They're fearful of success because they fear of success, sorry, because if they then have that success or what about all the people around them what will they think will they even be friends with those people anymore will they be able to relate to them like all these things that pushes you out of your comfort zone but what's important to realize is the best version of you is always outside of your comfort zone like if you are not pushing your comfort zones what are you doing like you need to be pushing up and out of it because that is where everything is it's just on the other side of it like literally the best version of you on the other side of that fear and fear is all that's keeping you in your comfort zone so go there like literally go there and what I always encourage is don't feel like you have to go zero to a hundred just go yeah. zero to one like yeah. zero one to point five to like take a tiny step mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have yeah. to have everything planned yeah you just need to take that first little piece of action and trust yeah. again that the rest is going to fall into place step two mm-hmm. will fall into place for you then step three four and it will just keep happening like that but the universe isn't going to drop all those steps in front of you. If you have resistance around taking the first one, like you've got to take that step. So allow it again, allow it to be easy. Let it be little, like just take that first step and bring practices in that help you to figure it out too. So like things like meditating, like um, something that Jay Shetty says, which I just love this so much at his podcast on purpose. I heard it in that. He says, you know, you need to have meetings. So like not M-E-E-P-I-N-G-S, M-E-P-I-N-G-S, meetings. Yes. 
yourself. Where are you scheduling that time into your calendar? Like if you are just scheduling in for other people, events, yes. um, teacher meetings, business meetings, meetings with colleagues, meeting with your friends, with your in-laws, you're doing all that. Where's the time for you? Like where are your meetings? Like what are you, are you scheduling that into your calendar? Like do you even have that in there? Because if you don't, take a look like and actually set oh, aside yeah. that for you like that you are actually allowing some quiet space in your mind Mm -hmm. to figure out what it is that you actually want that you actually desire what do you actually want your life to look like um and you're not going to figure that out if you are constantly packed in with other things going on so you've got to schedule that time for you so maybe it's literally sitting with a cup of tea while the sun comes up and it's peaceful and you're allowing yourself that space to let those that beautiful creative energetic flow come in or maybe it's journaling or maybe it's meditation or maybe it's just going for a walk in the afternoon but there's got to be something where you're making space for and time for those beautiful creative thoughts to actually come in because that's where you're going to get that little seed of an idea around like hey like I'd quite like to do this thing or oh that would be nice and then as well like that's where you get you, you know, you get the ability to ask the questions like, okay, like I'm ready to make this step. Like I do this all the time. Like literally I journal about it all the time when I'm like, okay, well, I'm ready for like that next step. Mm. What is it? Like I'm ready for the answers. Like I literally will write, thank you universe for giving me the answers around X, Y, Z, whatever it is that I'm thinking. so grateful. And then I just wait. And then I'm like, okay, cool. Like, and I will be really, and I, I, I find this all the time. I'm open and receptive to whatever the universe is bringing my way. Like I'm so grateful for it. Mm-hmm. And so I am open and receptive to signs, to things people are saying to me, to yeah. Facebook ads that pop up in front of me, to billboards on the side of the road, like little things like that. Like everything that you're looking for, all those answers, they're already here. Like mm-hmm. they're already around you, but yeah. you've got to be open and receptive to actually receiving them. Mm-hmm. And then that's where you're like, but again, this comes back to having that time for you because you've got to get clear yes. on what it is that you're actually manifesting so that those answers can fall into place mm-hmm. for you. And then when you get those answers, you better take some action. Like yeah. That's a big thing that I'll add in there. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to ask this, but like I see it all the time where people are like, you know, like I did my affirmations and I thought about it and I was, yeah, and it still hasn't happened. What am I doing wrong? And I'm like, what, what action did you take? Like, yeah. did you take any, like other than hoping? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yes, the energy is so important, but the law, like law of attraction gets the spotlight, but law of action is the catalyst. Like law of action is a fire. You are the yeah. fire that helps things to happen. The universe is one half, you're the other. So if you're not doing your part and taking action in the physical world, like you yeah. are creating resistance. So just make sure when you get those answers dropping in front of you, you don't just go, oh, cool, thanks for that and put it in your yeah. back pocket. Like actually take some action. Totally. <laughs> so I love that. And thank you for adding that in because I think that action is so important. It's just like people who talk about wanting to get healthy, to overcome their emotional eating, to lose weight. And they talk about it and they, they think, oh, well, in six months from now, once I'm here, then I'll take that vacation. Then I'll do X, Y, and Z. But then they don't take the action and or they don't have the proper supporting guidance to take a different kind of actions that are actually going to support their greatest good and health and well-being. Because as you mentioned with the self-care routine, you know, slowing down and getting quiet to connect with yourself. I think one of the reasons people go to emotional eating is because they're, they're not making the time for themselves and you can eat and watch TV and you can eat and multitask. And it's something you can do so quickly to suppress or numb feeling. And something that I experienced when I was struggling with my food addiction was I started to feel my intuition. I started to feel, and it scared the crap out of me. And so then I ate to suppress my intuition. Cause I was like, I don't want to know everything that's going to happen. Like I can feel some, I can see stuff and feel stuff and like, 
I just today don't want to feel it. So then I was like punishing that part of me because I was scared. And then of course you throw in the whole concept of, you know, weight. And I find, you know, when people are caught up in their body image and their weight, like we're, people are so ungrounded. They're so in their heads that ego is in full blown control. So, you know, when women are struggling with both these physical you know, experiences with their bodies and these emotional, you know, negative, negative limiting beliefs and like, you know, fear of success or fear of being healthy, fear of finally being able to like love themselves or have that perfect body image. Like what are, you know, some important kind of almost like words of wisdom or guidance that maybe they can tell themselves when they think about, I really want this, but it brings them to tears or it just scares them so much that they just go, well, yeah, no, maybe like, I'll just stay in that comfort zone. But then the cost is the suffering is so big. So are there some simple things that maybe women can start to say to themselves that are encouraging and safe feeling, whether it's weight, emotional eating, abundance, success? Yeah, definitely. Honestly, like my biggest thing for this is you are being intuitively guided for a reason. Like if it was not meant for you, it would not be showing up. And so honor that, like recognize like your, in, your intuition, the universe doesn't show you things and be like, ha sorry, not for you. Like, yeah. so it's no. not teeth, not you. Teeth. like it's, it is literally showing you what is possible for you when you decide that that is what you actually are ready for. And you're ready to step into it fully mm-hmm. and you need to step into it unapologetically and go, I am actually worthy of this. Yeah. Like I am, you are so worthy of it. It's something I drill in all the time, constantly in my podcast. Like you are worthy of whatever it is that you are calling in. Stop thinking that you're not like you're worthy of, you know, the better life. You're worthy of the better health. You're worthy of the better relationship. You're worthy of more abundance. Like you are worthy of living your best life. So feel into that and stop. Like, what are you holding yourself back for? Like, Mm -hmm. why? Like, who does that serve? Does it serve you? No. Does it serve the people around you? No. Does it serve, you know, your family, your friends, your colleagues? No, of course it doesn't. Mm -hmm. Like, not at all. So why are you holding yourself back? And you're not going to be able to give me an answer. Like, you're not. Because there's no reason at all, except that place of fear. And it's like, okay, fear can be along for the ride, but it doesn't get to decide where you are going. Mm -hmm. And that's what we need to realize. It's always going to be there. It's fine. Yeah. But let let it just be in the back seat. Like it's cool. Like it doesn't have to decide where it is that you are going and bring it back to again. What is it that you actually want? What is showing up for you? Trust that it's showing up for a reason and recognize that you are worthy of it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. I love it. That is amazing. And again, as you had mentioned earlier, if you don't feel it right away and it feels like imposter syndrome, like keep feeling into it and keep practicing saying it because it does become real. It does become part of your identity with spending the time dedicating to do the work to feel it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it, it does become real. So I've absolutely been loving our conversation. Is there anything else, any other words of wisdom or any, anything else that your intuition wants you to share with the audience today? Honestly, I feel like we've just covered so many beautiful bases, but like what I would say, like just to kind of branch off from 
basically everything that we've been talking about with that worthiness side of thing is like, just trust that you're listening to this for a reason today. Like, you know, like everything that I was just talking about with like the universe putting the answers in front of you that you're looking for, like trust that this is probably one of them. Like you've been looking for these answers. You are listening to this for a reason. Mm-hmm. It is being delivered to you in divine timing. Everything always happens in divine timing. Um, and please trust that. And again, like hear it, allow those shifts to sink in. Maybe you're going to want to listen again in a week, maybe in a month, maybe in six months, doesn't matter. But trust that you're hearing it when you are meant to and allow and know that the right shifts are going to come through for you. And I will just branch on that a little bit with the, I don't know, I just feel called to keep talking about the divine timing side of things. But this is something that I really, really do always like really highlight is like trust in divine timing as well. Like realize, like I said before, everything's happening for you, not to you. Yeah. And it's all going to happen exactly as it's meant to. So yes. if now maybe you feel like you're not where you're supposed to be, mm-hmm. you are exactly where you're supposed to be mm-hmm. in divine timing. Your life is happening exactly as it is meant to. Don't compare yourself. Don't worry about what anyone else is doing. Stay in your own lane. Trust that you're exactly where you're meant yes. to be. Even if you're not where you thought you were going to be, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you were 18 and you had a vision for where you were going to be by 30 and that's not where you are. That's fine. You weren't meant to be there. You're meant to be exactly where you are right now. And it's all playing out for a reason. And if you haven't gotten to where you wanted to be, trust that you will get there when you are supposed to in divine timing. And that maybe there's just a couple of things that you need to go through in order to be the version of you that you need to be in order to allow that to manifest for you. And trust that you're going to go through that exactly as you're meant to. And it will all play out how it is meant to, because it's all happening for you. Yeah. And chances are when you look back on it after it happens, you'll probably be like, I'm so glad it happened that way. Or, oh, now I see why it was meant to happen that way. Like, thank you. I promise that's going to happen. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Totally. Yes. So no, it's true. Divine timing is key. And I really also agree with you and believe that the universe, you know, brings you what's meant to happen when it's meant to as you're ready right it's like the growth I've done in the last two years I wasn't ready for that eight years ago right so it seriously knows so trust that as you've been saying yeah I'm saying literally like the success that I've had in this business like if that had happened in the last one I wouldn't have been ready for that I don't know what I would have done but like it was meant to happen when it happened so yeah if we can both be a testament to that then you listen yeah and it doesn't matter your age where you live in the world it does nothing external in that sense matters of you know what society lets define them because I've seen you know women in their 60s 70s 80s make these transformations and changes let alone like 20 30 40 50 yeah. so like don't let age limit you like you can always connect and shift everything right any moment all you've ever got is the present moment yes only ever got the now so stop worrying about what's been stop worrying about what you think is going to come and just stay in the present moment because that is where the magic happens thank you so much for listening to this episode and for spending this time with me if you loved the episode make sure that you let me know by leaving a five-star review screenshot the episode and share it in your stories or send me a dm make sure you come and connect with me over on insta at taylor ray peters and check out my website for pro programs, courses, and tools that will help you take everything that we talk about on the podcast to a whole other level. I love you. I'm sending you all the high vibes and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye.